We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. of the Ascended Masters have been called the path above the path. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. Well, greetings, everyone, and thanks once again for joining us. You are tuned to The Open Door, the Internet voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Ross Brunson. Today, our focus is spiritual keys to healing and wholeness. Mm -hmm. And with everything that's going on in the world today, it's hard to imagine a more appropriate topic than spiritual healing and wholeness. Well, absolutely. You know, every day, the news is filled with stories that chronicle hatred, intolerance, unrest, and fear. Everywhere we turn, we witness cataclysms such as the earthquake in Japan, epidemics of disease, social mores being further eroded, conditions of abject poverty and ignorance, dietary misinformation and obesity. Equally troubling, we continue to see all-out assaults on basic freedoms and liberty. That's right. It's another light topic today. <laughs> now, not to mention the relentless assault on life itself and the very life force that animates us. You talk about a dark topic. Yeah, that's right, abortion. Well, it's no wonder that we can, from time to time, feel fragmented and unwell on so many levels. Our world needs healing, as does our nation, our cities and towns, our communities, our families, and ourselves. Well, so in the face of so much turmoil and inner and outer worlds, what can we do? Well, you know, it's been said many times that the truth will set you free. And the truth is, healing begins at home. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about the house. <laughs> you know, we, each of us, is in need of healing ourselves. And through our personal healing, we can then start to work on our families, our communities, and the world. You know, we know it's basically a truism to say that. Yeah. But that doesn't diminish the elemental truth of that statement. That's right. You know, we need to say right here, mm -hmm. right now, that we are not advocating that you stop whatever you may be doing now for world healing no. and merely focus on yourself, but a mix might be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're simply suggesting that you may do an even better job of world healing once you get your own backyard cleaned up. Speaking of spring, that's right. You know. <laughs> Here it is. So, you know, and, and we see that, that same thing every year. You know, it's time for transformation. Yep. So, but we're now back to the question of how. Well, let me answer your question with a question. Sure. Well, actually, first, let me make a statement here that we agree that we have higher bodies, right? Sure. We have our I am presence, the Christ mm -hmm. self, our soul. Okay. Now, what about lower bodies? You mean besides this physical body? Yeah. How many lower bodies do we have? 
Well, and this relates to how we can heal ourselves? Well, actually, as we will see shortly, an understanding of our lower bodies is absolutely essential to gaining and sustaining true health and wholeness. Okay, for our listeners who may not be familiar with this concept of lower bodies, there are four of them. The physical, of course, which we're in, plus the mental, emotional, and the etheric. Yeah, and those are the four lower bodies that each of us has. Now, these four lower bodies are the great pyramid of self, and they are intimately interconnected. You know, the Ascended Masters teach us that the mental body is intended to be used as the vehicle, the container of the mind of God here on earth. The mental body is the sheath of God's consciousness and is intended to be that vehicle of the mind of God and the mind of Christ and Buddha. Yeah. And the emotional or desire body expresses, well, the desire of God. Right. The physical body is the temple of God. And the etheric body, or fire body as it's sometimes called, is the natural envelope or sheath of the soul. And of all four lower bodies, the etheric body has the highest frequency. And it is within the etheric body that the blueprint of your soul identity resides. Now, as we mentioned a moment ago, there is a very tight cause and effect relationship amongst all of these four lower bodies. Yeah, right. So what affects one affects all. Uh, you know, so whatever is manifesting in the physical body, for example, is an effect of an inner cause. And the ascended masters teach us how to go to the cause behind the effect to create true and lasting healing. And, you know, when we talk about these concepts, it's important to kind of put them to yourselves and, you know, terms yeah. you can understand. So <laughs> speaking to my daughter, I told her, I said, you know, when we treat symptoms, it's like playing whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got to go back and get at the cause and core behind this, mm-hmm. which is why we're talking about that personal healing. Yeah. In our next segment, we're going to hear quite a bit more about the four lower bodies and the healing of those from Elizabeth Clare Prophet. In the meantime, let's switch our focus a little bit and take a peek inside that spiritual toolbox. Uh-huh. And where we're going to find, of course, is the, the violet, violet flame. flame. That's right. <laughs> One of the greatest gifts ever given by the Ascended Masters to mankind. You know, as you've heard us discuss in previous programs, the violet flame is the merciful, forgiving, healing, cleansing flame. It does it all. And its action is fast and sure. It's like a cosmic eraser that's capable of consuming the cause, effect, record, and memory mm-hmm. of all imperfections in your subconscious, the four lower bodies, and that's where you see things like disease and mm-hmm. distress that come into manifestation in our world. You know, it really is a miracle that we have this priceless gift and the means to use it. It's very true. The greatest delivery vehicle of all for applying the violet flame is, of course, the dynamic decree. And, you know, as we said before, mm-hmm. decrees are rhythmic vocal prayers that call forth a powerful spiritual energy. This light energy combined with visualization has the special quality of erasing and transmuting negative aspects of ourselves. Yeah, and don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't change. You certainly can change. Anyone can. Using the violet flame in the science of the spoken word, and since we brought it up, <laughs> we should tell you that numerous books on the violet flame and the science of the spoken word are available at our bookstore, www.tsl.org forward slash bookstore. Yeah, and I hope you will forgive the, uh, that plug, but it uh, was necessary. And if you're interested in approaching personal healing in a somewhat more structured way, there is an online course we offer through Summit University Online that we believe you'll really like. It's a great course. It's called the Emerald Matrix, and it teaches you to tap into that powerful inner healing formula. Mm-hmm. Call it your inner divine physician. The course includes 25 hours of great content. Your guide is world-renowned author, teacher, and lecturer, Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And you'll discover spiritual keys and tools that you can apply in your daily life right now, including healing thought forms, forgiveness techniques, 
angelic laser technology, and that sounds pretty interesting, mm -hmm. emotional and physical cleanses, and more. And to finish up, this study at your own pace course is only $49.95. You can register right now at www.summituniversity.org forward slash healing. There you'll find the sign-up page for the Emerald Matrix course. Yeah, so once again, to sign up for the Emerald Matrix course, personal online healing, go to www.summituniversity.org forward slash healing. We'll see you there. Yes. Now it's time to hear from our friend Terry Kennedy reading an excerpt from Elizabeth Clare Prophet's powerful little book, Violet Flame to Heal Body, Mind, and Soul. Take it away, Terry. The Violet Flame imparts a feeling of elan, of vibrancy, buoyancy, and vitality. It helps you to be merciful and forgiving. How does it do this? By transmuting your negative karma. Negative energy can manifest as everything from disease or accidents to ingrained habit patterns that keep you from getting along with others. This negativity is recorded in your aura, which is the energy field that surrounds your physical body. The aura reflects positive thoughts and feelings, but it can also reflect feelings such as anger, hatred, jealousy, or frustration. This includes vibrations you pick up from those around you as well as your own accumulated karma and records of past lives. So you could be walking around all day with the anger sent to you by a grumpy cab driver or with your own frustration over an argument that you and your spouse had during breakfast. Or you may be unhappy because you're carrying the burden of traumatic experiences either from this life or past lives. This negative energy solidifies and collects around you it can weigh you down like a pair of cement overshoes. But it doesn't just cover your feet. This negativity resembles a kettle drum shaped vortex of energy that surrounds you from your waist down. We call it the electronic belt. Psychologists call it the subconscious and the unconscious. This accumulated negative energy may keep you from being successful in this life. The solution is the violet flame the miracle solvent that dissolves negative energy. Giving 5 to 15 minutes of violet flame decrees in the morning or evening will help you maintain a feeling of peace throughout the day, no matter what happens to you. Once you have begun to use the violet flame to clean up your aura, you will discover that it can create positive change at all levels of your being. The violet flame can free you to progress spiritually to enjoy the full benefit of positive energy descending from your God presence and to realize your highest potential. Uniting with your higher self can take many years or even lifetimes, but each time you invoke the violet flame, you are bringing yourself closer to that goal. The more you give violet flame decrees, the more you free yourself from limiting conditions. Then you, as an instrument of God's love, are better able to help others. You will find that when people contact your aura, they too will receive healing and upliftment. The true purpose of miracles is to restore wholeness to the body and to achieve union with the higher self. Jesus used the power of the Holy Spirit to work His miracles. The first miracle He performed was at the marriage feast in Cana of Galilee, where He turned water into wine. The water symbolized the human consciousness being transformed into the violet wine of the Holy Spirit. This is a clue that Jesus was using the violet flame aspect of the Holy Spirit to perform this miracle. Once you are transformed by the violet flame, 
you, the alchemist, can also perform miracles of spiritual and physical healing. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet entitled Spiritual Keys to Healing and Wholeness. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Zoom Leadership. It's the big picture issues of the day, up close and personal capabilities of leadership, and a desirable future of constant renewal. Zoom Leadership. It's the economic crisis made clear, patterns and perspectives of leadership, and the importance of changing the way we pursue our future. Join host John Schmidt every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Zoom Leadership. An inside look at what's really going on in business, government, and civil society. Tune in every week on the Voice America Business Channel. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back. In the following interview entitled Spiritual Keys to Healing and Wholeness, Elizabeth Clare Prophet will share powerful insights into the nature of healing, the interconnected relationship of our four lower bodies in the healing process, the role of the violet flame, and more. Let's hear it now. A number of our listeners are quite concerned about the matter of healing. What is the Ascended Master teaching on healing? The teachings of the Ascended Masters are for wholeness, the wholeness of the soul, the soul's integration with the mind, the heart, and the body temple. The Ascended Masters teach us that whatever is manifesting in the physical body is an effect of an inner cause. And they show their chilas how to go to the cause behind the effect. In order to understand the levels of causation, they teach us that the nature of our being is fourfold. And they refer to this fourfold being as the great pyramid of the self. 
Each of the four sides of the pyramid represents one of man's lower vehicles. These vehicles are the etheric body, the mental body, the emotional body, and the physical body. The etheric body is the fire body. It is the natural envelope of the soul. It has the highest frequency of the four lower bodies, and it corresponds to the fire element. Within this etheric envelope, or sheath, God has placed the blueprint of the soul identity, the blueprint that will be manifest as consciousness, as mind, as emotion, and as the physical matrix itself. The etheric body actually has two compartments, the higher etheric body and the lower etheric body. The lower etheric body is the subconscious mind. The higher etheric body is like the superconscious mind. And between the two there are the recordings in man's being of his heaven and his earth, so to speak, of the perfection of the soul's origin in God, his heaven world, and of what he has made of his soul and his consciousness through his many experiences in his incarnations in time and space. We deal then with the subconscious mind as the source of man's problems and with the superconscious mind as the cause, the great cause behind all effect which becomes the source of healing. That superconscious mind, of course, is the I am that I am, the blessed I am presence. Actually, the higher etheric body is a reflection and the very repository of this I am presence, this I am that I am. We find then the key to the healing of the total being of man, the key to wholeness, is found in this etheric body. The original purpose of the etheric body is the vehicle of the memory of God. This memory is the inner blueprint of the soul as it came forth from the living spirit. As we study the functions of the four lower bodies, we begin to see how they may be correctly used and how mankind have misused these lower vehicles. What are the correct uses of the other bodies? The mental body, the sheath of God's consciousness, is intended to be used as the vehicle of the mind of God and the mind of the Christ and the Buddha. But instead, we have taken that precious energy and stamped upon it our version of mind, which has become the carnal mind or the intellect. And we have used the mental body to be a receptacle of worldly knowledge instead of including the knowledge of this world and the next. We therefore have made of this mental body a very limited vehicle when it could be the instrument of the fullness of the mind of God which was manifest in Jesus Christ and Gautama Buddha. We find then that the impressions in the mental body also have their effects upon the physical body and that where there are impurities in the etheric body, these are reflected in the mental body. Where there are impurities in the mental body, these are reflected in the feeling body. The purpose of the feeling body itself and the desire body, 
which are one and the same, is to express the desire of God. God has only one desire, and that desire is to be God. God desiring to be God ought to be the experience of our meditation and our communion, and we ought to use the feeling body, the body of energy in motion or emotion, to experience the intense feelings of God as love, as truth, as kindness, as compassion, as purity, and so forth. But instead we have used the emotional body to record the feelings of anger and pride and jealousy and revenge, hatred and intense fear and anxiety which we find influencing so many of the people today. Finally, we have this physical vehicle, and it was ordained by God to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, the temple of the living God. And so we have allowed to come into this temple all manner of perversions of that God, everywhere from the impurities that we find in our food to the darkness of impurity that is reflected from the mental and feeling worlds. And thus the invasion of the body temple has become very great. In the time of Jesus, it was seen as demon possession, and the ritual of exorcism, of course, has always been recognized in the church. We find then that healing and the wholeness of the four lower bodies is a matter of setting the boundaries of the temple. These four lower bodies, these four sides of our great pyramid of life, are the lines of demarcation which separate us from the mass consciousness. When we have an identity that is clearly defined in God, we can retain the uniqueness of the self in God. When our individuality is not clearly defined, then we tend to float and to drift and to merge with every type of vibration, seen and unseen, and we become nothing more than an amoeba or a jellyfish floating in the sea of the mass consciousness. When we look for healing, then, we need to look for wholeness through the integration of the energies of the four lower bodies. That integration takes place through the threefold flame in the heart, the threefold flame of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, of Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva, is the point of contact with our own individual cosmic consciousness. Through meditation and the use of the science of the spoken word in the giving of decrees, we make contact with the central flame that burns on the altar of being, this threefold flame of life. And it is by that flame that we invoke the energies of the Spirit of God to descend into the chalice, the matrix or the crucible of the self, the soul evolving in matter. Saint Germain then, our teacher in the Aquarian age, teaches us to become alchemists of the sacred fire. You know, the ancient alchemists saw the fourfold nature of life as fire, air, water and earth. In our knowledge of chemistry and physics today, we do not consider that this is the proper designation for matter, but it refers to more than the molecular structure of the elements. It refers actually to planes of consciousness and to frequencies themselves. 
For instance, the frequency of the etheric body, the fire body, is at a much greater rate, a more intense rate. It is closer to spirit than the denser physical vehicle. In fact, its frequency is so different from the physical vehicle that we do not see the etheric body. We only have a sense of its effects because we do have a memory. And in moments of meditation, the soul remembers its experiences before this incarnation, even when it was hid with Christ in God in the very beginning. The mental body has a different frequency, which corresponds to air and the air-like quality of the mind. It interpenetrates fire and yet remains distinct in its own alchemy. The feeling or desire body is the water body, and we do associate water with emotion, energy in motion. This water is a tremendous power and a movement, and its essential characteristic is that it has no shape. And in dealing with the quality of water and its frequency, we come to understand how our emotions can so suddenly come upon us and move so easily in and out of perspective. Finally, the physical body, which corresponds to the alchemist's earth, is dense, concrete, and it is so concrete that we often mistake the physical body for the actual person, the self. And we think that the body is the individual when actually it is only the house which the soul occupies for a time, and that soul will again occupy other houses, other mansions, until it has fulfilled its course. What's your advice to someone who's looking for immediate healing? Well, the beginning of healing is not an intense anxiety to rid oneself of physical conditions, but it must be to attain wholeness with God, which brings about the healing not only of physical disease, but of mental and emotional disturbances. In the Aquarian age, healing and wholeness begins with one's God-self and the invocation of the violet flame. The violet flame is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is the law of forgiveness, and when it is invoked, it begins like a cosmic eraser to consume the cause, the effect, the record, and the memory of all imperfections in the subconscious, in the four lower bodies that are bringing distress to manifestation. Thank you very much. Up next are... And today, filling in for Sidney Bennett is special guest, Dr. Nairly Duffy. Please stay with us. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God. And as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth Schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. 
It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. Visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to the Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. We're back, and joining us today is our special guest, Dr. Nerly Duffy. Welcome, Nerly. Thanks for asking me. Great well, to be here. Well, hi. I'm, I'm glad you're here, too. I, I feel it's very appropriate, given today's topic, that we have a doctor in the house. Yes. And I've been a patient, too. Well, <laughs> well we've all been patients. Yeah, right, yeah. We've all been patient, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, we've spoken in past programs about the relationship between karma and bad stuff, disease in particular, we've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And we hear people all the time expressing dismay that a good person is afflicted with a deadly disease or other challenging physical, emotional, or mental problem. It's the why do bad things happen to good people question. So what do people need to understand about the root cause of disease? Well, if you look at the word itself, disease actually says dis-ease. Mm-hmm. So your body is not at ease with itself, and it's often trying to give us a message that we just can't seem to get any other way. <laughs> and people knock, will knock. often say, yeah, <laughs> people will often say they learned a great deal from their illness, and though they wish it didn't happen, in another sense, it was a step up. They mm-hmm. learned something that they just couldn't have learned any other way. And there is also the X factor of karma, and for many of us, our ancient karma is coming due, those causes we've set in motion mm. way back. And our souls actually know why we have the conditions in our bodies that we carry from time to time. So we can actually balance an incredible mm. amount of karma through an illness. So nothing is ever lost, and sometimes a lot of things are gained. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like uh, a doctor once said, he said, when, when people experience a break, it's important to break open, not closed. Yes. You know, and that's that, that's <laughs> that learning concept. You know? uh-huh. So yeah. really, in a sense, we're, we're kind of healing our karma. Mm-hmm. And when karma is transmuted, does that physical healing always follow? 
Well, balance and karma often does involve physical healing, but not always, huh? because healing can occur at those four lower bodies that you were talking about, the emotional, mental, and spiritual levels. And that's why somebody can go to a place, a holy place like Lourdes or Fatima, mm-hmm. and they may not get a physical healing. They may, but they may come back emotionally more balanced, mentally more stable, mm-hmm. and spiritually feeling, you know, uplifted. Oh. So healing can happen in those four lower bodies. And even though uh, we may not get a physical healing, we don't always, but we can feel change and it may be just enable us to bear what we have to bear. Another aspect of it is sometimes you can feel a sense of healing because you end up going to somebody that helps you to heal. And it mm-hmm. may be a medical doctor, it may be a naturopathic mm-hmm. posi- physician, it may be some other form of healing that helps you to do the healing yourself. You know, one of the conditions of prayer that I remember from a previous program was that it has to conform to the will of God. Absolutely. And sometimes it may not be as hard as it is to understand the actual will of God because you may have decided that with your higher self, mm-hmm. I need to go through this illness. Yeah. I, I've right. been through that. Right. You know, I went through breast cancer and I knew mm-hmm. that as much as I didn't want to have it, there was a reason. And I learned my lesson and uh, used a lot of spiritual tools to help me. <laughs> and is it and is also true that sometimes the, the journey to go somewhere like Lords or whatever can be part of it. In other words, you learn a lot from the decision and all the things you have to go through. Yeah, absolutely. And you can really, I mean, I've actually done those trips and you Mm -hmm. can really um, have a sense of spiritual journey that you're actually going to a place and coming back. And that's part of the reason why we had pilgrims and pilgrimages. I'd, I'd like to kind of focus on this question from a slightly different angle here, that in the vein of the cause behind the effect of a disease, Could the cause in some cases be the result of a conscious choice we made before embodiment to carry a portion of world karma, for example? Absolutely. And that does happen from time to time and maybe a lot more frequently than we realize. We may have agreed at inner levels before we were born to carry a certain illness or burden in our bodies, Mm -hmm. maybe for somebody else or for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it was a karmic cross that we agreed to carry. Um, Elizabeth Clare Prophet has told us that you may see on occasion a little child born with certain problems or even physical deformities for the sole reason that they agreed to take on world pain or karma. And I know one little child that did that, and uh, it was profound. And this little child had an incredible effect on people. So these may be advanced souls, even of buddhic attainment, who help us to lessen our burdens, or it may be just you and me that decided, mm-hmm. okay, I'll carry that one for this life. <laughs> That's yeah. right. So talk about taking one for the team of mankind, you know? <laughs> taking one for the team. Right, taking yeah. one for the team, yeah. And so you never know. You can look at somebody else that's all stooped over, and, you know, they may uh-huh. be carrying your, your load. There, but yeah. for the grace of to God. To God go I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that, that's that cosmic compassion that we need to yes. have with everybody. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, is there, uh, question, is there any danger inherent in choosing to carry a portion of world karma? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I assume we know ahead of time if we have the necessary, uh, how shall we say, carrying capacity, load capacity, so to speak, but uh, could this potentially backfire. Uh, it actually can in a big way. I'm glad uh-huh. you brought this up. Uh, not a good idea to ask for more karma. Your higher self already knows the right balance for you. Uh-huh. And it's best to trust that the universe will not give you any more or any less than you can handle on a daily basis. And let me tell you the story of one lady who said, oh, I'll just take all my karma now. And uh, big illness, 12 operations later, oh she could barely cope. And her spiritual teacher said, 
Don't do it. Not a good idea. So the basic thing is in the Bible, sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. In other words, just deal with whatever's coming down the pike today and trust in your holy Christ self to know what's best for you. These days, karma is coming down so fast and so heavy. I mean, look at Japan. You will get your fair share, that's for sure. Don't ask for more. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, with the understanding that we're challenged by, um, you know, karma, whether it's a disease or deformity, whatever, that we've chosen it or or we're experiencing it, shouldn't we be thankful for these conditions that we, you know, that we've accepted or that we face? I mean, doesn't our healing depend to some extent on our willingness to accept and be grateful for whatever bad things happen to us? And I say bad things in quotes here. Yeah. It could be a bad, good thing. Yeah. Well, well, good and bad, you know, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Being able to accept what life deals to us with grace and gratitude can be a key. So number one, yeah, be thankful for what comes your way and try to be unattached, even if it's good or bad. Try to master it, more or less like ride the wave. And try to learn the lesson of what it's trying to teach you. For example, um, are you supposed to learn a bit more kindness or compassion Mm -hmm. or patience now that you understand, oh, now I know what it feels like to have this illness? Mm -hmm. Or is your body and the universe urging you to take better care of yourself physically? Mm -hmm. Is there an addiction that you need to give up? Look at it from this way and give the violet flame each day. It really smooths the way and it can shorten the distance between A and B. Yeah. Is there is there a a lot of times we try to give a really practical aspect to this? Is there a particular uh, invocation or mantra or whatever that that people can remember that's really helpful for this? The easy one that I use and a lot of people use all the time is I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. And yeah. when you say the words I am, you're saying mm-hmm. God in me is a being of mm-hmm. violet fire. God in me is the purity God desires. And that kind of just flushes things out. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, is it also possible that, you know, to substitute other things for I am? Yeah, you could say the earth is a planet of violet fire. Mm-hmm. Or right now, Japan is a nation of uh-huh. violet fire. Japan is the purity God desires. And you're sending that light mm-hmm. and energy into that situation. And it's very profound. And, and that has a lot of power, even right. if it's done on an individual level. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to go back to something you said a moment ago. Um, I remember working as a volunteer for the Special Olympics on a number mm. of occasions where by, there, I don't know what it is, I, I would call it kind of an essential purity. Uh, there's a, a complete lack of, of any pretension in there's some no of these. There's no guile. Oh, I mean, they're, they're there. They're so, yes. so utterly present. And I had not thought about the connection possibly between those beings expressing something that they had chosen at a very, perhaps, high level of attainment. Yeah. Uh, in particular, I'm thinking of a couple of um, very beautiful beings who had Down syndrome. I was going to say the same <laughs> yeah. to you. And uh, yes. I, I just, I mean, I was almost incapacitated. Yes. I, I would watch them. Yes. I would just feel this, yes. this purity. And I, I, I want some of that. Yes. <laughs> you know? I think that's true. And when I was a medical doctor, before I found some of the spiritual mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. and became a minister, um, I would notice that with Down syndrome children. They mm-hmm. would come up and hug you. They're like just little sending stations of oh, love. Mm-hmm. And they're there to remind us spiritually of who we can be. Um, I go to a restaurant um, downtown and there's a, a lovely little gal there who has Down syndrome. And she just runs around to the tables and fixes mm-hmm. the tea and does stuff and uh you know just a profound little bubble of light follows her everywhere so oh. they're there for a reason and um who knows what they've chosen well and i don't know how capable they might be consciously to request help or healing or um protection but i always had the feeling that they were protected 
They they are in yeah. a bubble of light. I don't I don't yeah, think yeah. they need the same protection that we do. Yeah, especially even people who don't understand necessarily the concept of darkness and light mm. can see that clear as day. You know, this is a special person. Mm. Yeah. Now, um, you had said something to us off uh, off mic here a while ago about how the violet flame can be um, a very effective tool for specific kinds of healing. And in particular, we're thinking about the context of radioactivity. Mm -hmm. Can you say anything more about mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Clare Prophet told us that uh, radiation can definitely be absorbed by the violet flame. Toxic radiation, mm -hmm. uh, toxic chemicals of any kind, and you can just send that light and energy into those situations and dissolve it. Obviously, you need to take other precautions as well right. and not be in harm's way, but um, these things can be very much lessened. Can, can it actually be neutralized in some cases? In some cases, it can be. In fact, probably maybe more than we know. Well, this brings us back to that whole topic that we've visited over and over again, and that is, is that you know, when you use the word, you create. Yes. And the creation that you're doing with the violet flame is you're doing the transmutation of these substances and these things in our worlds. It's amazing. You know, people all the time feel burdened about a particular disaster or, or situation, and they, they ask themselves, what can I do? What can I do? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's real simple. The yeah. flame. You Speak can do it right, right in your home, your car, the shower, whatever, and mm. make a difference mm -hmm. for hundreds or thousands or millions of people. Yeah. And you never know that you know, one little prayer can be the little child. The little baby in your midst may mm. be evoking prayer inwardly, silently, and may hold an incredible balance. Oh, yeah. You know, and one other thing that you just mentioned, Ross, mm -hmm. too, about the power of words to create, mm -hmm. that the God, you know, I am, mm -hmm. or God in me is. When I learned that, I, I, I had to stop myself from saying things like, I am sick. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, no, wait a minute, God in me is sick? No, no, that's yeah. not correct. Yeah. My body is experiencing disease, but it took me to a whole different perspective to look at that from that side of things and realize, wow, I'm creating, to some extent, my experience by empowering it, by saying, I am. <laughs> yes, so you've got to be very careful what you say when you say the words, I am, and whatever follows on, you're mm -hmm. affirming it. So, Indeed. always affirm the good. Every parent knows that you're, you're <laughs> you got to watch what you say. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, well, we've got to take a break here. It's tough, but we have to do one. When we return, we're going to continue our discussion of spiritual keys to healing and the related topics with Reverend Narrowly Duffy. Uh, thank you very much. We'll go to break. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? And how do I get there? These are some of the basic questions we all ask ourselves on the spiritual path, and the answers we find certainly vary. Who are you? You are a child of God, and as a child of God, you carry within you the seed of actually becoming God. This seed is your Christ self, the same in you that is in Jesus Christ. Why are you here? To master yourself in order to graduate from Earth's schoolroom and reunite with the heart of God. Essentially, you are following in the footsteps of Jesus and other great saints and sages who have gone before. Where are you going? Home. Call it Nirvana, the hereafter, the heaven world, whatever you want. It's the next stop on your journey. And finally, how do you get there? Let us show you how. 
visit us at www.tsl.org. We are the Summit Lighthouse. We practice and publish the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and we've got answers to all of your questions. Visit tsl.org today. The Summit Lighthouse. Master yourself. Become God. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support you. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Ross Brunson and Tom Schumacher. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Well, thank you for staying with us. Uh, we're back once again for some discussion with Nerly Duffy on the subject of spiritual keys to healing and wholeness. So, of course, you know we're going to be talking about the violet flame. That's right. Now, um, Narrowly, if you had only one thing to put in your healing toolbox, and I don't mean to telegraph this uh, choice here, but would your choice be the violet flame? Well, it absolutely would because it's a tremendous key for healing, and it would definitely be my first choice, but there are a lot of other things in my <laughs> healing toolbox, including right diet, exercise, yoga, mind-body medicine. Everything works together, but the interesting thing about the violet flame is it seems to work with all of them. It brings a dimension that's missing if you just concentrate only on your physical body and its health, and it's probably the only non-toxic, non-side effect, uh, whatever uh, therapeutic agent that you can think of. It works exactly as prescribed, right? <laughs> exactly. But you got to take it. you got to take your little daily dose. If you don't, if you don't take yeah. it, it doesn't work. It's biodegradable. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> biodegradable. We know from the teachings of the Ascended Masters that to receive the fullest benefit of doing Violet Flame, it is best invoked aloud. And not just aloud, yeah. but with good energy, you know, great intention, repeated, accompanied by focused visualization, and with the most specific direction possible. In other words, you can decree about a situation, but if you decree about an aspect of that situation, yeah. you're applying you know, a little laser-like focus. Got to drill down. That's right. So while these might be ideal components for effective use of the violet flame, you know, that basic formula is still very important to everybody when you, like, you know something's wrong, but you don't know what's wrong. So how, what kind of tips do you have for us in that regard? Well, I think conditions are very often less than ideal. Um, and the important thing is to know that the violet flame works if you work with it. Mm -hmm. So uh, the angels and the masters understand that we don't always do it perfectly because we don't live in a perfect world. Um, I would love to be in a little sanctuary of my home or in nature, you know, giving the violet flame absolutely mm -hmm. perfectly with pure concentration. Right. But we all have busy lives. And the important thing is just to do it. Give it a try. Um, I do it while I'm in my car, while I'm walking, while I'm cooking a meal, showering. Mm -hmm. um, I might use some visualization. 
I will direct it. I will say, you know, in the name of the light of God that never fails, send this violet flame to mm-hmm. the nuclear reactors in Japan or right. to my friend who's about to go into surgery, whatever it is. Right. So you can direct it. And the important thing is to just say it, even mm-hmm. if you're in a situation where you just say it internally, silently. Mm-hmm. Now, is it also possible using the, you know, the computer, the mind of God and the concept of, you know, directing things properly? Is it, I mean, a lot of times when I, when I do violet flame, I may not know a situation and I'll just simply say, you know, yeah. please God, take this and yes. use it in the best way possible. Yes. Yes, you can so. absolutely do that. And as you're saying that, Ross, it reminds me, the other thing to do is ask for it to be adjusted according to uh, the will of God. Because yeah. okay. you might send it somewhere and think, well, I think this needs to happen. But, you know, in the great cosmic scheme of things, it may be necessary for something else to happen. Oh, yeah. So, at the mm-hmm. end of giving my violet flame, I usually say, and this or something better, O oh Lord, mm-hmm. and <laughs> adjust this according to the the will of God and not my human will. That's that great. And then humility. you're covered. Yeah. yeah. What's that? The escape clause? Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you send it out. Yeah. You send right. it you're out. Your unattached outcome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, in um, I'm switching here. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the a segment that we heard from Elizabeth Clare Prophet, where mm. she mentioned, I believe, the miracle. Yes. And she was talking about miracles of the, 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 the wedding feast. Yes. And the, the, the wine. Changing the and, water into wine. And, and using that as a metaphor uh-huh. for the violet flame. Well, my question is, did Jesus teach about the violet flame? Interesting question. And Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet have the facility to read what's known as the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. that ever took place is recorded. And those that have that facility can go back and review it. And they did confirm that Jesus taught to his inner disciples the use of the violet flame as the highest aspect of the Holy Spirit. Most mm-hmm. Christians would agree that Jesus did his miracles through right. the Holy Spirit. And the interesting thing is, during that time, it was the Piscean dispensation. The knowledge of the violet flame wasn't available to the common man. It was more like an upper room experience with the disciples. So, Jesus did demonstrate the use of the violet flame mm. through his miracles, all of his healing. But now in the age of Aquarius, the violet flame is available to everyone to use. And mm. guess what? It's free. <laughs> totally, totally free. Yeah. <laughs> no, no copay. No, no deposit. No, co- <laughs> no copay. Yeah. Well, there is a copay. There is a copay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, it's a good one. Do you think that that metaphor that um, Elizabeth the Prophet was using is a- a- apt for what Jesus intended? In other words, the wine was a reflection in the physical of the violet flame? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think so. And, and, and Jesus said an interesting statement, um, that which I do, shall ye do, and greater works. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had nuclear reactors in, in Jesus' time, but you could imagine if Jesus was walking the earth now, that's where he'd be yep. directing light and energy. Well, they so, had the Sinai Desert, and sometimes yes, it's a long walk. Yeah, a very long walk. Yeah. Uh, so is it beneficial to wear <laughs> violet or purple colored clothing? As spiritual fashionistas will want to know this. Aha. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, some people do like to wear these colors, and they report that it elevates their mood and makes them feel uplifted. And we do know that color therapy work. Spiritually speaking, it can be mm-hmm. beneficial. And that's because of the different rate of vibration or the frequency of vibration of the color. And we know that the violet and purple are the highest vibrating colors on the spectrum. So, it makes sense that mm-hmm. spiritually, these colors may uplift us. So, some colors help, mm-hmm. some colors hinder. Good idea to try out different clothing <laughs> and see what works and how you feel. Yes. <laughs> and so, the mood and the, the ray can, and yes. The ray. <laughs> so, you, you can be upset at somebody and give them the 
brown ray, right? <laughs> well. Yeah. So I really, I really do like that concept. It's almost as if it's like music. Sometimes people say the music yes. affects my mood or my mood dictates the music. Mm-hmm. I really like the concept of the color being able to bring your vibration mm-hmm. up a little higher. Mm-hmm. You know, that doesn't mean I'm going to you know, wear mm-hmm. purple all the time. Mm-hmm. But, and there's a, is, there's a bit of a corollary between the chakras, the rays, sure. and things like that, and the colors. Uh, is there even a correlation between the days for this? Well, actually, it's true. There's certain days um, are associated with spiritual chakras and with different types of energy. So, for example, the violet ray is most mm-hmm. amplified on Saturday. So, that would be a good mm-hmm. day to get out your purple T-shirt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Work in the yard. <laughs> Tie-dye, right. okay. That's right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I've actually tried it. It really, you know, you really yeah. can feel the difference. Uh-huh. Well, um, on the subject of color and vibration, mm. and I don't mean to tweak anybody with this mm. question, but uh, I must assume that black is not a healing color. <laughs> um, can you shed light on why so many, uh, I don't know, priests, rabbis, clerics, and the like, like those most people turn to for spiritual healing wear black? Okay, really interesting question. Let me just backtrack a little. Black mm. is not really a color. Black or darkness is an absence of light. And so... In some people, uh, they find that black clothing actually has a downward effect on their energies. Mm. And this doesn't mean that black's bad. It's just simply the night side. You know, you've seen the Tai Chi. Mm-hmm. There's the black and the white. It's mm-hmm. just you need, you need both. So it's not considered um, in many circles a spiritually uplifting color because it is associated with death and mourning, mourning mm-hmm. and things like that. But black has become a tradition among many of the former religious, and it kind of is puzzling. Some of its meaning is probably lost back in the mists of time because um, it can symbolize a death of sorts. Mm-hmm. So, for a spiritual person or a priest or a rabbi, their surrender to the spiritual life, the death of the earthly senses, the experience of the dark night of the soul, uh, a little bit more Piscean than Aquarian, but um, that's probably some mm-hmm. of the origin of it. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, the I, I, I die daily. Mm-hmm. I right. die daily, exactly. Yeah, good symbology. It's exactly. pretty funny. I remember uh, listening at uh, one point to like, was old Westerns and Johnny Cash and the, said that he wore the black in order to to kind of bear the burden for yeah. people who were going through things. Mm-hmm. And I thought about that aspect of, of priests and clerics, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. that they might actually be bearing some of the burden for the, for their flock. Yeah, that could well be. Interesting. And, and they could also be... The not, colors, too many yeah. colors might be somehow yeah. not somber enough yeah. or sober enough. Yeah, because they do deal with serious issues. Yeah. Interesting, though, when you go from Aquarius... From Pisces to Aquarius, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to find more colorful, more uplifting robes. It's just part of the energy of Aquarius. Well, in certain Christian hierarchies, too, you see a lot of violet um, sure. color as you yeah. rise in hierarchy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can have some beautiful robes. Oh, yeah. 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 We've only got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about a couple of other things here. We know that a lot of our listeners may not be necessarily familiar with the violet flame, although we've tried. We've tried, uh, yes, especially. We, we will continue to. <laughs> you know, so aside from discussing the healing qualities that we've been doing, what, what, what does the violet flame feel like? A lot of people hear the word flame, and they go, I'm not too sure about that. You know, is it going to hurt? Yeah. Does it burn? You know, can you see it? Huh? Uh, and does it make noise? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, these are practical people. These are, you know? these are very good questions. <laughs> it is a spiritual flame. You can't see, touch, smell, taste, whatever, but you can feel it mm-hmm. in a spiritual sense and in a spiritual sense it actually does burn flu- burn through 
the mm-hmm. junk, the mm-hmm. negative stuff. Mm-hmm. So it can't harm you. Uh, people feel when they use it, it's uplifting them. They notice a change over a period of time. Um, in a spiritual sense, it's interesting, it can make a noise. There yeah. is such a thing mm-hmm. as the wind of the Holy Spirit, which the apostles wow. heard as a rushing mighty wind. Mm-hmm. Not common, but it has happened. So you may hear a few little side effects, you know, chuckle, crackle, burn, mm-hmm. ah. but not common. <laughs> I know a lot of people say that if they they decree or they make, uh, you know, the the dynamic decrees for a long time, sometimes they feel warmer. They feel yes. a certain amount yeah. of heat, and you know, that might help. As and, an that, and that's a good thing. That usually means yeah. substance, um, energy that's negative, junk around your chakras is being burned up. Mm-hmm. Most people feel it as a comfort and a blessing. And it can really smooth the way for all kinds of good healing to happen. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, like like prayer, obviously, uh, we, we want to try to use the violet flame to heal others. And can we do this over distance? In other words, we've already talked about the situation in Japan and some of the other things that are going on. How, what, what can you do? How do you visualize that? Uh, and is it important what you visualize? Sure. Remote healing. Um, Virtual healing, you know, you can send energy anywhere. Nothing is too small, nothing is too great, and you just call for that light and energy to go into that situation. A very quick prayer as a preamble, say, I am a being of violet fire, I am the purity God desires. Adjust it to the according to the will of God, you're done. Great. Wow. Powerful. Fascinating stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, and unfortunately, um, we say this every week, but it's true every time that uh, that's all the time we have. <laughs> I'd like to thank Dr. Duffy for her wisdom and insight and to all of you for tuning in. Um, please join us again next week when our topic will be Elizabeth Clare Prophet. Self. Meet the messenger. Exactly. Can't wait for that one. Difficult and be difficult. The rewards are literally out, out of, of this, this world. world. Yep. Thank you, everyone. again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.